Agutavach. All right, so today's daf is daf Yurches, page 18, in the Heligam Masechus Nadarim. And we pick up from Mosiv Rav Hamanuna on the fourth line from the top of Yurches, Omar Aleph. Let us remind ourselves of our sugya, what we're learning about. So if we turn back to daf Yud Zayin. Okay. Okay. If we turn back to Daf Yud Zayin Amar Aleph, the very first line of the Gemara. On Yud Zayin Amar Aleph, the Mishnah had taught us that if you already have a neder and you repeat a neder, so the Mishnah said, Yesh neder b'saych neder. You can have a neder within another neder, but you cannot have, you, you can have a vow within a vow, but ain shvuah b'saych shvuah. You cannot have an oath within an oath. And the Gemara explained, how can you have a vow within a vow? What was the case? The, the Mishnah had said, if somebody says, I am behold a Nazir if I eat this bread, and then they say, I am a Nazir if I eat the bread, and they eat it, you're Chayav twice. That was the example of the Mishnah. Now, Rav Huna, on the first line of our Gemara, comes along. Let's just read the first line of the Gemara in Yud Zayin Amar Aleph. Amar Rav Huna, Rav Huna says, If he says, I'm a Nazir today. And then he says, my second Naziris. I'm going to start tomorrow. Then you could have another Bisech Nadar because they're not exactly the same. They're starting at two different moments. And therefore you can have two consecutive Naziris like that. But if a person were to say, says Rav Huna, I'm a Nazir today. I'm a Nazir today. That's one Nadar. It's only one Naziris. That was Rav Huna's approach. Again, so Rav Huna says, there's only a Nadar within a Nadar if there's a change. If he added a day, nether besach nether. If he doesn't add, no, no nether. Now, what we're picking up here on Daf Yur Chesamad Aleph, we're going to continue to try to challenge this opinion of Ravuna. Here we go. Four lines from the top. Masiv Rav Amnunam. Rav Amnunam asked a challenging question on Ravuna's halacha. State in Torah. The Basuk says, Nazir lahazir. A person makes himself, if a person. Ex- says an expression of a Nazir, Lahazir, to make themselves a Nazir. So we have a double expression of Nazirus. So the, the Brisa says, Mikan, since it says Nazir Lahazir, a double expression of Nazirus, from here you learn, Shahanazirus Chal Allah Nazirus. You could be you could make yourself a Nazir when you're already a Nazir. Yeah? You can have two, you can have multiple Nazirus. Now, says the says the Brisa, I would have thought otherwise. Sheyachol, I might think. Vahalai dinhu, doesn't logic dictate? Uma shvua chamura, just like a shvua, which is so machmir, it's very strict. Now, the Bryce here doesn't explain why, but the Gemara later on is going to tell us that shvua is very strict because HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, if you transgress a shvua, lo yinake, uh, lo yinake that you will not be cleansed from this. It's a severe transgression. So there's something very unique about, very strong about a shvua. It's very machmir. And what's the halacha by shvua? Ein shvua chala al shvua. One oath is not valid on top of another oath, like we learned in our Mishnah. So I would say, Naziris kalalaikoshke, Naziris, which is a neder, which you don't have the lo yinake of a shvua on, I would say that uh, it's not valid either. It's more kal. It's, if, if, if by a chomer thing, a, if, uh, an oath is not valid on an oath, certainly by the more lenient thing, by the nether, a vow shouldn't be valid on, an, on a vow. So Talmud Laimar, therefore the Pasuk says, Nezer lahazir, 
What does that mean? Mikansha Nazirus, Chol Nazirus. One Nazirus is valid on top of a previous existing Nazirus. Fine. So right now we don't have a question yet on Ravuna, but we have a Brisa stating that we, this is the source of how we know you cannot have multiple vows, but you can have multiple Nazirus. Fine. A neder. Says the Gemara, Hechidami, what's this case that we're referring to? If you're going to tell me the Omar Hareini Nazar Yemen if the if Rav Huna is correct, that the Torah is only telling me you can have two consecutive Naziris when somebody starts by saying I'm a Nazar today, I'm a Nazar tomorrow, I don't understand. Of course that's valid. Hakra boy, do you need a pasuk of Nazir Lahazir to tell me that it's going to be different than a than a oath? No. Even without a pasuk a telling me that a nazir is of nazir, of course it's valid. You're adding an additional time frame. Why wouldn't it be valid? I need a, a whole verse in the. I have to I need these words in the Torah to teach me that. That's pasha. That's simple. So if there's a chiddush from from nazir lahazir, it ain't telling me a case where you changed and added days. Rather, what's the case? Elalav. Rather, it must be. Even in a case where he says on Sunday, Behold, I'm accepting Naziras today. And then he says on that same Sunday, Behold, I'm accepting Naziras today. And still we're going to say, We're going to say, Nazir Lahazir teaches me that even when you're a Nazir, you could be a Nazir again. This is a question on Ravuna, because Ravuna says the only time that you could have multiple Nazirasin. Is if you said today and tomorrow you added something, but from here you see from the drasha of the brisa, you see that if you uh, if you made another today and another tomorrow, of course that's valid. The pasuk of Nazil Hazar is letting me know even if I say today and today, it's going to be valid. While you Ravuna hold it's not valid. How can you argue on this that the brisa is coming to teach me? That is Rav Amnuna's challenging question. Go ahead. Give me a case of, of what we're talking about. If somebody, the Torah says, the, the Torah says. Just, just tell me a practical case. There's no specific practical case here. It's, the whole question is being based off of why I need a Pusik in the Torah. So, so, I'll expo- so let's, let's speak this out outside. The Torah gives me a chiddish. Nazir lahazir. You could already be a nazir and you could make yourself a nazir again. What does that mean? Uh, give me a case of that. You give me a case. When the Torah says a nazir can make himself a nazir. What do you think the Torah is telling me? What's the case? So in other words, I want... I where that I'm going to lock myself in the room for a week and I'm not going to come out. Okay. And then you say the same thing again. And then you come and say, I'm going to lock myself in the room and not going to come out. Yeah. Is that, is that exactly? Yeah. So in such a case, in such a case, if you were to use an expression of oath. So you're not saying anything. Correct. If it's an expression of oath. Now, if it's a vow, though, for example, I make myself into a nazir. If it's a vow, the pasuk says nazir lahazir. You could be a nazir twice. 
So if I were to say, I'm taking an oath about going somewhere to my room, and then you say, I'm taking an oath about going to my room, there's only one oath here. Okay? Now, if that's true by an oath, which is more machmir than a neder, it should how much it should be valid by it should be true by a neder as well. That you once you if you say I'm becoming a nazir, and then you say again I'm becoming a nazir, the second statement shouldn't have any impact. But you're not saying anything. Right, the second statement's not saying anything, right? Right. Okay, here's the problem with that. You ready? The Torah says nazir lahazir, which means a nazir can make himself a nazir. So what's that case? Give me a case. Give me a case where a nazir can make himself a nazir. If you're going to tell me the case is where somebody says, I'm a nazir on Sunday, and then he says, I want to start my naziris on Monday, of course a nazir can do that. You don't need a pasuk telling me that that statement is valid. Because the second statement accomplished something. It changed something, right? I don't need Nazir Lahazir. It must be that the Chiddush is that if I say I'm a Nazir today, and I say I'm a Nazir today, somehow I became a Nazir twice. That's the Chiddush. You said, you're saying to me, Rabiel, you're saying, well, you didn't add anything. That's the Gemara saying, but the Torah still, you're right, you didn't add anything in the second statement, but the Torah says a Nazir could be a Nazir, and it's a Chiddush. So maybe this is exactly the Chiddush, that if I say I'm a Nazir today, and then I say I'm a Nazir today, I'm a, I'm a double Nazir. That's what Nazir Lahazir means. Now this is a question on Ravuna, because Ravuna says that if you don't add anything, you're not a double Nazir. This is the challenge on him. Ravuna says, again, that if you don't add, you don't change anything. You're not a Nazir twice. The Gemara is asking, but according to this Brisa, Nazir Lahazir seems to imply, even if I don't change, I'm a Nazir twice. Otherwise, there's no Chiddush. Right now, we have a question on Ravuna. Ravuna, you say it's only valid if, you, if there's a change in the statement from the Brisa, seems to imply it's valid anyway. Answer the Gemara light. Not a question on Ravuna. The case is, the case is, you know what Nazir Lahazir means? Where a person says in one statement, Behold, I am a double Nazir. And that's what the Pasuk is saying, Nazir Lahazir. The Chiddush of Nazir Lahazir is, a person can say, I'm a double Nazir. And if they transgress, they'll have to bring two carbonos, they'll get two sets of lashes and all that. But not necessarily do we say that if he says, Behold, I'm a Nazir today. Behold, I'm a Nazir today. Is he actually a double Nazir? We're not going to say that. Okay? It's not necessarily true. And Ravuna may very well be correct. Okay, now the Gemara just clarifies, you know, in the Brisa we said that Shavua, an oath, is more strict than a vow. We explained how, but now the Gemara is going to speak this out for us. Says the Gemara, In what way is an oath more machmir, more strict than a, than a vow? Tell me that an oath is more strict because it's valid on something even when there's no substance over here, while in Neder, a vow is only valid on something of substance. Okay, that's true, but then vows have their own chumrah as well. 
neder nami chamer. A neder is strict as well over an oath. Shkin chalal mitzvah As we learned earlier, a vow is valid against a mitzvah, while an oath is not valid to remove a mitzvah. Okay, so each one has their own chumras. That, that doesn't show me how oaths are more machmir than the darims. The Gemara says, Ella Mishum, I'll tell you why oaths are more strict than vows. Mishum By oaths it says, as Baruch says, you should know, even if you do, you bring a carbon, you, 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 you vow. I'm sorry, you take an oath. And you transgress with that oath. You bring a sacrifice. You know what? You're still not clean. You still have smudge marks. Layanaka. The, sev- the severity of taking an oath and then not following through on your oath or making an oath in vain, so on and so forth, is very, 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 very severe. It's very machmir. That applies strictly to oaths. So shvua in general is more machmir than a vow. That just wraps up the b'risa. Okay, beautiful. Bottom line is, we have no challenge against Ravuna. And back to our Mishnah on Daf Yudzayin, when the Mishnah said that there's a vow that's valid on another vow, Ravuna could be correct that it's only true when he said today and tomorrow. But perhaps if it was, if he said today and today, maybe he would only be one Nazir. We, okay. We don't have a raya. We don't have a proof either way. Two dots. Back to our Mishnah. The guy says, I'm taking an oath that I'm not going to eat. I'm taking an oath that I'm not going to eat. Now remember, of an oath is not valid on an oath. A vow... Our Mishnah said you could double up. An oath we said you cannot double up. If I say I'm taking an oath, I'm not going to eat this bread. I'm taking an oath, I'm not going to eat this bread. There's only one oath here. You don't need to be concerned about the second statement. Okay. Says the Gemara to explain. Says the Gemara, you should know. Amar Rava. Rava says. If what happens if the guy removed oath number one? The second one's still going to take its place. Where do you know that from? Since the mission doesn't say there's only one shvua here, all it said is you're only chayav on one. But doesn't say the second one's like completely, uh, like completely non-existent. Since it doesn't only say one. It's just telling us that there's no consequence of your second oath statement. However, if let's say a person were to go to a Chacham and say, I regret my first original statement of taking an oath, and that Chacham removes the statement, your second statement of oath will kick in. So let's just clarify. Our Mishnah had said, if you take an oath, and then you say the same thing in expression of an oath. The second one, there's no concern about. But does it mean it's not there? What's an afkamina? Who cares? Afkamina is, if at any point I remove oath number one through a, through a chacham, I, I get it nullified, do I still need to live up to my second statement? If the second statement we say was nothing, it was non-existent, you don't need to live up to the second statement. But if the first statement was, was just taking the place of the second statement, then the first statement will fall in. So, fine. Says the Gemara, Lishna another Lashen, Chiyuvah, there's no Chiyuv, Hashvu, Ika, but there's still Zashvu. The Mai Hovah says, as far as which Halacha, Lichadirava, Damarava, Nishal, Rishayna, Asulay, Shniya, Tachtea. Same Halacha just brought out <coughs> in a different conversation. 
Okay, says the Gemara, just to prove this, let's see, we have a Raya, that Rav is correct, in that, if you remove oath number one, oath number two will kick in. Let's bring a proof to Rava. Misha another Naziris. If somebody has two Naziris, Manazarishana, and he counts 30 days of Naziris, Vihifresh carbon, he sets aside his carbon, the um, and then he removes his first Naziris, also Lashniya The second one takes the place of the first. You see that, in, that even in cases where a second statement is, is no concern, if you ever were to remove statement number one, the second statement remains a concern, which was Rava's halacha. To which the Gemara answers, not necessarily a proof. Because again, maybe the case was, where do you need to be concerned by the second one when you accepted Naziris Bebas Achas? Okay, we accepted all at once, but not necessarily where you said the statement consecutively. Beautiful. Here we go. We now turn to a brand new Mishnah on Daf Yudches Amud Beis. Now, quick introduction to allow this Mishnah to go smooth. And it's something that we know, but this is going to be the overriding theme, which is, remember, if I ever make a statement of a vow through association, for example, I say this bread is going to be forbidden like that forbidden thing. In order for my statement to be effective, the thing that's being associated with also has to be forbidden through a nether. Remember that? So for example, if I say my bread is going to be usher like a carbon shlamim, a carbon shlamim became a shlamim through a vow. So that is an effective statement. It's an effective association. And the bread's going to be forbidden. However, if I say my bread is forbidden like pork, my, the bread is on me like pork, you could still eat the bread. Because pork isn't forbidden through a vow. It's forbidden intrinsically. It's inherently forbidden. So a neder through association is only valid on something else that becomes forbidden through a vow. Recall that? Yeah, that was the rule that we learned earlier, and that's going to be an overriding theme to keep in mind over here as we go through the Mishnah. Here we go. Okay, the Mishnah takes up a majority of Amud Beis. Stam nedarim lahachmir. You should know that if I make a plain neder, which can be interpreted multiple ways, I'm not clear in my vow. The halacha is lahachmir. We're going to assume. The, the more machmir, the more stringent outcome of your statement. So I, I make a vow that something is forbidden to me. I'm not clear what I mean. We're go, oh, we're going to be strict. But if you're giving an explanation of the nether, then we're going to be makel. Okay, now what does it mean explanation? If right after your vow you say, I intended for it to be the more lenient statement, then we say, okay. So if he doesn't clarify anything, we're going to assume the strict way. But if he clarifies at all, he interprets, he explains himself. So Beseder will allow the leniency. Let's explain. Now this is a very vague opening. Says the Mishnah, Ketzad. Let's get into this. What, what are the cases here? What are we talking about? Omar. Ayid says, Haray Alai, this bread is on me. Kibosar maliach, like salted meat. Let me ask you a question. 
What meat is salted? Well, we eat salted meat. A carbon is salted. It was common for them when they slaughtered sacrifices to their avodazara. It was salted. When he says, this is to me like salted meat, what are you talking about? Either it can mean like avodazara, it can mean like a carbon. Like, what do you mean? Okay. Or he says, ki like Yayanesech. Yayanesech is wine pourings. Now, Avodazara has poured wine. So did, um, so did they pour wine with Carbonos. Okay? Very good. So if he means like something forbidden, it's forbidden. If he means like wine, it's actually going to, I'm sorry. If he means like wine of a sacrifice, then it's going to be forbidden. If he means like wine of Avodazara, he could still eat it. You hear If he says this bread is to me like wine, poured wine, and he meant avod, he doesn't say what he means, but if it means wine of avodazara, it's okay. You know why? Is wine of avodazara forbidden because of a vow? No. It's intrinsically, it's inherently forbidden. So then the statement wouldn't be valid. In Bishel Shlomim Nadarasr. If he says that this is to me like meat of a shlomim, it's going to be usher because a shlomim becomes forbidden through a vow. If he says this bread is to me like meat of avodazara, guess what? You can eat the bread, mutter. Why? Because avodazara is not forbidden through a vow. So your statement's not valid. However, if all he said is this is to me like a wine pouring, so then, also, we're gonna we're gonna be strict on you and assume that what you mean is like a carbon, and it's gonna be forbidden like a vow. What happens if he says a like a cherim? This is on me. This is on me like a cherim. Im kecherim shomayim aser. If he means cherim shal shomayim, if he means cherim of shomayim, meaning it's something I wanted to give to the base of mikdash, so that goes through a vow. If it's separated for Kahanim, it's going to be allowed because now the Kayan owns it, but it's not holy. So it remains Mutter. If he doesn't clarify what he means, Usr. Haraya like a Miser. If he says, This is to me like Miser. Now there's many types of Miser. This bread is like Miser. If he, if, if he would have clarified that this bread or whatever food it is, is like Meiser Behema, then it's going to be Aser, because the Meiser Behema becomes, attains its holiness through a vow. So you connected it to something that's forbidden through a vow. However, Imshal Gairin, if it's Meiser of the granary, which goes to the Kayan, now something that goes to the Kayan doesn't make something forbidden for me to eat, it's just that the Kayan owns it, so then, Mutter, it's going to be allowed. The Imstam, if he doesn't clarify what he means, Aser, we're going to be strict. So the, the Mishnah here is giving numerous cases where a guy gives a, a, a plain statement, and it could be interpreted for leniency or for strictness, and we're going to be strict. Okay? Harei kitruma. If somebody says, this is to me like, this is to me like truma. Im kitruma salishka nadar aser. If he meant like truma salishka, which is the half shkalim that were given, so then it becomes aser, because it's given through a vow. So you associated it with another vow. It's a valid, uh, it's a valid nether. Vim shal gairin, but if he means the truma of the gairin, mutter, it's going to be allowed. The imstam, and if it's just plain, aser, tivir Rev Meir. This is the opinion of Rev Meir. Rabbi Yehuda Aimer, Rabbi Yehuda says, 
Yehuda Asura Begalil Muteres. He says it depends where you are located. He says if it's in Yehuda, then it's going to be Asur. If he says it's to me like Truma. However, if he was in the Galil, then it's still going to be permitted. Why? She'enan she Galil Makirin as Truma Salishka. Because there's no way that they meant Truma Salishka. They're not familiar with Truma Salishka. Stam Charamim. If somebody made a plain statement of cherem, so usually, right, if someone's a cherem, I'm forbidding it on me. Now, usually, it's something that you're given to the Beis HaMikdash. You make a cherem like the Beis HaMikdash, but it could also be something that you're given to Kaihanim. Be Yehuda Mutarim. And Yehuda is going to be allowed, which means we're going to assume that it's the cherem of the Kahanim. But be Galil Asurim. Why she'en anshe Galil makir Kaihanim. So each one's got, in other words, the mission is just letting us know, you really have to know the society that you're in, that when you make a statement, not only is it, do we say that you should have clarified, but sometimes if you don't clarify, the meaning of it is going to be, the, uh, how we interpret the meaning is going to be dependent on the environment and society you live in, how do people in your surroundings, how would they have understood your statement? Okay, so that is the overall, uh, the overall approach of the Mishnah, which is, if you don't explain your vow, and you don't, you don't interpret it for us afterwards, and it could be explained in multiple ways, then we're going to be strict with it. Says the Gemara of Atran, but we learned in the Mishnah, if you're in doubt what he meant by Naziris, we're lenient. Now Naziris is a vow. I thought by all vows we're strict. Which one is it? And the Gemara, Amar Vzir, like Kasha, Hov Rebbe Lezor, Abonnet, Mechlekes. Ditanu Lenter Baisa, Amaktish Chayosa Yuvahem Toi, A person who makes his animals into hektish, or hektish as a koi, he makes an animal which is a koi hektish. A koi is kind of, it's like shotness, right? It's shotness between a deer and a goat. Rebbe Lezor, Aymer, Loi hektish as a koi, Rabbi Lazar says he has not been Mekadesh the Koi. Now, look at his statement. He said, I'm making my animals. Now, behemoths usually are domesticated. He says, Chaya, which are undomesticated animals. The question is, what about this Koi? This Koi is a combination of a goat and a deer. A goat is domesticated. A deer is not domesticated. What's the status of a Koi here? He didn't clarify. He owns a Koi. What do you mean? So we said, Amachlaikas. Yeah, we said that either it is, um, uh, so the Tanakhama says, Hiktish Esakai, it is Hektish, and Rebbe Liezer says, no, he has not made his Kai Hektish. Fine. Now, says the Gemara to bring this Machlaikas about this hybrid Kai, the combination between a domesticated animal and an undomesticated animal, whether it's included, he's going to try to connect it to our Machlaikas. According to the opinion, who says that basically when it comes to something that you own, we're going to make it usher by a suffix, gufe nami ma'ayil. So he's, he's uh, elevating everything that he owns, even himself. Everything that has value. And the other opinion says that something which, when you're in doubt, we're not going to sanctify your money. Gufei Nami, this guy as well, top of tomorrow's daf, Kolshkein, Delay Ma'ayo, Lesveka, he did not plan on 
including anything that was his property that was doubtful to being hectish. Now, if you didn't plan on it, and we're being lenient, from here you see that if there's ever a suffix, and it was stam, plain, we don't know what you meant, you didn't clarify, but we're still going to be lenient in such a circumstance. The Gemara says that Rav Zero, we had a contradiction. Are you machmir by Naziris? Are you mako by Nader? How does it work? And the Gemara, it's machlekes between Rebeliezer and the, the Rabbanon, where Rebel, the Rabbanon are going to be machmir by a suffix, and Rebeliezer is going to be mako. And we'll hold it here, and we'll, Bezrem, tomorrow we will focus more on Rav Zera's answer and connection to the cases of our Mishnah and this case of Kai. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, everybody. Tomorrow morning, Dafyami 9.30, Bez Hashem. Agit